NAYC is over, but God is still moving. The week after NAYC is we go back to the real world, and it's the perfect time to lose focus and get distracted. But not this time. This time, we will stay focused and pursue our purpose and calming. The drought is over, and this is Caleb's take. Unpredictable. Very resourceful, a master chef, a wisecracking know-it-all, always improving himself. He is Caleb Clifford Jennings Betterton. This is Caleb's Take. Welcome to Caleb's Take, guys. Today, I want to give a huge, and I mean huge, shout-out, all right, huge, the biggest, the greatest shout-out ever, the hugest, most spectacular shout-out of all time. I cannot do Donald Trump, but I'm trying. To Fusion Youth, um, they helped me hand out over 4,000 flyers this past week at NYC. If you're here because of one of those flyers, welcome to the community. Welcome to the show. We are here to entertain but challenge Gen Z to reach their full potential, to become all they can be, to become great. And you're now a part of that. So please stick around and become a part of this movement, this community. We want you to dive in and help this thing grow and be a part of it. And hopefully it help entertain you and change you as well. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, but today starts, well, stay tuned when the show comes out. But for me on Tuesday, day one of our 75 day challenge we're doing, we are doing a 75 day challenge where we are picking five or six things. It's kind of a variation of 75 hard. If you heard of that, if you've heard of that before, where we, are picking five or six things that we are focusing on and um, we're going to focus on those for growth. It could be anything. It's wherever you want to be at for right now. I'm doing some health stuff. I'm also doing a few. I'm working on a book, so I'm doing some stuff for that and we'll talk about more later on uh, episodes too. You can hear more about that in the last episode if you want to, but today's day one and I realized that I am fat, very, very fat, man. Don't know where that voice came from. But I like it. I don't know. It's kind of weird, but I kind of like it too. And I was about five minutes into this workout, about tw- of a 20 minute workout. And I'm like, I am dying right now. I was sweating. I was crying. I wasn't crying, but I was sweating and I was realizing how fat I really am. How very, very fat I am right now. So hopefully, it's day one, I'm still very, very fat. But hopefully, by day 75, I am no longer fat. But in a lot better shape. That's the goal. So join this, join us on this if you want to. It's not too late. Pick five or six things. And for the next 75 days, say no or yes to the goals you set. No things you don't want to do and yes to the things you need to do. That's it right there. And um, I wanted to bring you another prayer. It's going to help change me, help me out a lot. I mentioned one in the last Caleb's take. And today's prayer that I've been praying for a long time now, and it's really helped me out a lot, is God, help me to know your voice so I can be the voice you've called me to be, you want me to be. And we're all called to go into all the nations and preach the gospel. Now, the way that we use our voice may be different. You may be just in your job, you know, telling your, your coworker about it. You may be preaching at NYC. We're all called to speak the things God's given us, to speak, to be a voice for God in this, in this, in this world. But in or to be an effective voice, to be a good voice, we have to know God's voice. 
And it's my prayer, God, help me to know your voice. Help me to know your voice. Help me to understand and hear your voice. Help me to recognize your voice quicker so I can be the voice, God, you call me to be, you want me to be, so I can speak to those around me and, and, and be the voice for you, God, that you want me to be. And knowing God's voice comes from relationships. So if I'm praying this prayer, God, help me to know your voice. I'm praying, God, help me to get a stronger relationship with you. Help me to get a stronger walk with you. I need it, God. And so add that prayer to your prayer life. Make it a consistent prayer part of your life. It'll help change you. It'll help add value to your life. You'll you'll see the effects of that prayer. Coming up next, if my voice lasts, uh, I left my voice to NYC if you can't tell. <laughs> um, we have a little rant, thoughts, maybe a little snippet into the mind of Caleb Edgerton. Coming up next. So last night, um, I was texting Michaela and we we're sending each other pictures of different hotels that were unique or Airbnbs that were cool. Um, there was one hotel that had like, it was under the water and had like fish, like something by your room and stuff like that. It was pretty cool. Kind of scary, but cool. And some other stuff like that. It's unique hotels and Airbnbs. And she sent me a picture of a tiny house from an Airbnb. And I think the tiny house things getting close to being over. I don't know. I don't know, but hopefully it is. It's, it's, to me, it's pointless. But they have these tiny houses, you know, and now they're kind of becoming Airbnbs, becoming a trendy thing, it's kind of dying off. People are selling them because they don't want it anymore because no, who wants to live in a tiny house? And they're becoming Airbnbs. And the house just simply looked kind of cute. It was nice, but it got me thinking, how many people have gotten really, really claustrophobic? My, my voice is trash right now, guys. Gotten really, really claustrophobic in a tiny house. And so I did some Google research and I found a few stories about Airbnbs, a lot of stories about the effects of living in a small living space, that kind of thing. One of the titles was, no wonder we're shooting ourselves and getting drunk. These tiny living spaces are causing us to go crazy. And I was like, wow, that's a hot take. Very hot take, if that's what you think. And um, it was interesting. A few other ones were about this lady who had a tiny home and she was just, she said there's days where she literally said, I, I got to get out of here for a little bit because it was just closing on her and she had to get away from it for a while. And it got me thinking, you know, I, I don't know who all is in, like who, who who goes to a tiny house for Airbnb? It, it can't be families, it's too small. Maybe like, you know, people looking to find themselves. But also I think it's probably people, probably a guy who is working 12-hour shifts you know, he's stressed out at work all day. He gets home, his kids scream at him, going crazy. It's noisy. It's when I was nervous, and his wife's going after him. His wife's stressed to going after him, stressing him out. He's like, you know what? I, I gotta get away for a little bit. I gotta get away. I can't. I can't do this anymore. I love my wife, my kids, and if we're gonna have a happy home, I need to get some space for a little bit. I need to go on a weekend trip, just to clear my head, relax a little bit. And so he goes on Airbnb. And he's looking around, exploring, trying to find a good deal. He doesn't need a big house because it's just about you go by himself, get a little little break. He comes across a tiny home for you know two hundred bucks a night, a little steep, but hey, it's by himself. It's Airbnb, whatever. He books it, 
The next day, it's the weekend. He goes out, gets in his car, kisses his wife goodbye, pats his kid on the head, says, I'll be back in a few days. I love you all. I'm just going to get some some rest. I'm going to get my mind back where it needs to be, get in a better headspace. So he gets in his car. And he's in his car, and he puts on some slow jazz or an audio book or podcast just to get his mind off everything. And he's driving a nice long trip to the country. Because to the country, he pulls up to where the Airbnb is, and he sees it, he's like, oh, wow, this is smaller than I thought it was going to be. It's a six by six shack. I mean, it's a nice shack, but it's a shack. It's six by six. And he opens the door and, you know, the first hour, it's, it's, you know, it's fine. It's pretty cool. He's unpacking stuff. He's looking around and it's really cool how the Airbnb, the tiny house is set up. The beds on the wall, it hangs up on the wall. So using more space. The kitchen table, it says the same thing. It's hanging up on the wall. You can pull it down whenever you need it. You know, so they're making this six by six tiny house, making the best of it. A lot of cool, unique in, um, ingenuities there to give them to explore and kind of mess around the house for a little bit before he gets too bored. And then he realizes, you know what? I'm hungry. I am hungry. I need food. He doesn't want to cook. You know, he's trying to relax. So he, he does some Uber Eats. He's looking for a place. You know what? I need to sit down, and relax a little bit. Food's coming. I'll put it on the, the dining room table. So he pulls down the dining room table and pulls up a chair and he realizes the whole house just got a whole lot smaller. It was already tiny. Now it's even smaller than tiny, whatever that is. I don't know. He's at the table and, you know, he's, it's not quite as comfortable, but it's still cool. The bed's still hanging up, so it's not pulled out yet. It's still some room. Not too bad, but it's getting a little tight. A little tight. Just a little bit. And then finally the doorbell rings. It kind of startles him at first because he's been kind of zoned out by you know this, this tiny house. He's just been zoned out and looking around and thinking about his problems and stuff like that. And so he goes to the door, opens up his Uber Eats guy, gets his food, sits down at the table, eats his food, and now he's full, satisfying meal. And he, he still wants to relax. He still has time. It's still early in the evening. The sun's still out. What's he going to do? He doesn't really know. He's like, you know what? I'll read a little bit. I brought a book with me. I'll read. I'll relax. He doesn't want to sit at the table, though. It's uncomfortable. So he's this. So you know what? I'll, I'll put on the bed, and I'll sit on the bed and read. And he's, you know what? I'm, he's tired. He's kind of trying to focus on other stuff. So he doesn't put the, the dining table back up. He leaves it out because he saw some food on there. His trash, whatever. He's, he's just, I'll mess with tomorrow. Pulls on the bed, and the room just got even smaller, even tighter. He's like, oh, this is kind of uncomfortable, but whatever. I'll be on the bed. I'm going to read. I'll be fine. But it's, it's, it's getting kind of tight. Walls are slightly closing just a little bit. Not bad, just a little bit. And he had brought with him a Hardy Boys mystery, a classic. And he opens the book up. He's reading the book about Matt, uh, Frank and Joe Hardy. And it's a good story. He's getting caught up in it. And then it comes to a part of the book. Well, they're in a cave. Matt and jo- uh, Frank and Joe are in a cave. Get my hearty boys confused here. Frank and Joe are in a cave, and they're in the cave, and it's dark and it's tight. And they're hiding from the smugglers, and they're in a tight space. And he notices the sun's gone down quite a bit. It's getting kind of dark in the house, and it's really getting very, very tight. So he turns on the light, but it's Airbnb tiny house. Not a lot of light. It's a little lamp. Shines a little bit more light. It's not as dark, but it's still kind of dark in some places. Tiny house. It's enough to read by. He keeps on reading. And then eventually, Joe Hardy gets stuck. And he looks up and looks around the room. And he's, he's feeling kind of stuck himself. It's getting tight. It's, it 
it's dark. It's it's a small house. The table's down. The, the bed's out. And there's that six by six space. He's got to feel full really, really fast. And he's starting to kind of sweat a little bit. And he's getting kind of antsy, but he keeps on reading the book. And suddenly, everything just snaps. He completely loses it. He screams, get me out of here. And takes off out the door, never to be seen again. All because he decided to go relax in a tiny house on the weekend. And he got claustrophobic and snapped. Do not let that happen to you. Alright guys, welcome to today's take. Today, we're going to read in Psalms 37 and verse number 4, which says, Delight thyself in the Lord, and thou shalt receive the desires of thy heart. He shall give thee the desires of the heart. Then Matthew 6, 33 says, um, Seek ye first the kingdom, and all these things shall be added to you. And it's easy to say, Yes, I'm seeking the kingdom. I want to see the kingdom. I am seeking the kingdom. I am the light of the Lord. I do want to delight in the Lord, especially in the church. You just came back from NYC. Your whole mindset is on that. It's been great. But again, life comes and hits you. And if we're not careful, we can start to lose focus and our delight and our focus, what we seek, maybe unbeknownst to us, starts to not become the things of the Lord. We get back from NYC and we have to go back to work. We see our bank account. Like, oh no, I've been off for a week. I got to get some money back in my account. This is crazy. You know, we're changing my own sleep. Our voice is still back in Indianapolis or St. Louis. And we're worn out. And life's hitting us again. And if we're not careful, we can find ourselves going back to old things. We're not delighting the Lord. We don't go back and continue to delight in the Lord and seek our purpose and our passion, the thing God's given us. We're not seeing the kingdom first. And we kind of begin to delight in other things. We begin to seek other things, whether it be entertainment or this life stuff. It could be a job. It could be anything. We begin to put our attention, our focus on things that we didn't feel to do at NAYC. Maybe we go back to things God told us to give up at NAYC or any event you go to. Maybe you just to get busy again with life and you lose your focus. It did not be so. It cannot be so this time. We have to delight in the Lord. God has put desires in us. He's put things into us, callings, purposes, passions, pursue things we got to go after, whether it be with ministry, whether it be with life stuff. God's called us to areas. He's asked us to do things. And he said, see me first, I'll provide it for you. I'll give you the food, I'll give you the clothing, I'll give you the, the, the things you need, I'll, I'll give you your necessities. But then at Psalms, it says, delight yourself in me. And the things I put in your heart, that the calling, the passion, the, the passions, the dreams, the visions, if you'll delight yourself in me, if you'll seek me, I will give them to you. I'll give you the desires of your heart. But the catch there is, seek ye first the kingdom and delight yourself in the Lord. And we must make sure that coming off a spiritual high that we continue to do those things. And if we do, the drought's over and we'll see 
everything come to pass. And I'm looking forward to it. My voice is gone. <laughs> I've actually we record this entire episode like three times because my uh, thing keeps messing up. So I'm at the end of my voice and my strength. Before we wrap this thing up, make sure you leave a five-star review and share this with somebody. Send it out on social media, text it out, word of mouth, whatever it is, share this podcast with somebody, give the episodes, share your favorite episodes, help this podcast grow. It's free, it's easy. You can also, if you want to become a little bit member with us, go to the link below in the show notes, buy me a coffee for a dollar a month, $10 a year, you can become a member and help this thing grow and thrive. And um, you get some extra content, a late night show with me every Monday through Thursday, most nights. And check that out. Also, check out our YouTube page, our social media page, all in the show notes below. Thank you guys for listening to this show. I'm sorry my voice is gone and I can't continue on or give you the all this stuff I want to give you today. I actually had a whole full list of stuff that I was going to do, but um, I've had to record this thing three times now and my voice is getting close to the end. So next week, a full episode coming to you. So don't you didn't hear this from me. It might not be the next episode. It might be the next episode. I'm not sure. It might be the following episode. But we have recorded an interview with Pastor Jason Sharp out of Del City, Oklahoma. And that interview is fire. We're editing it right now. We're getting it ready. And I may jump it next week. I might. Or I may sit for one more week. We'll see. We'll see. Well, stay, stay tuned because it's coming soon. So uh, hope you guys have a great night. Bye.